Resilient Solutions, Episode 5, Four Things You Can Do As We Move Through the COVID-19 Crisis. Well, here's a question for you. As the COVID curtain comes up and as the masks begin to come off, what's your future look like? We are fixing to step into an exciting new normal, and I hope you're ready for it. Hello, my name is John Thurman, and welcome to my shortcast, Resilient Solutions, where I help you become more resilient in your personal life, your relationships, your business endeavors, and in your faith. Well, thanks for joining me today. I'm honored to spend some time with you and hope that some of the things I share will help you become more resilient in whatever areas you need to do that in. Well, can you believe it's been nearly a year and a half since that dastardly virus came over from China and impacted not just the U.S., but the world? And the good news is, as the curtain's lifting, slowly we're going to be emerging into a new normal. As more people get vaccinated, as businesses open up around the country, we're going to see some great things ahead. And I truly do believe that there are some exciting times ahead and that we are standing on the doorsteps of exciting opportunities and new ways of doing things as we enter into our new normal. There was a famous preacher back in the 70s and 80s and early 90s, Dr. Robert Schuler, who was a prolific author and really big into positive psychology and positive theology. And one of the things he said, I believe that is so true, is that tough times don't last. Tough people do. And in our country, in America, we are known as a bunch of resilient people who can take a licking and keep on ticking. Over the past year and a half, though, there's been a lot of negative impact on our culture through the pandemic. That is a whole series of losses. Many have lost family members. Others have lost jobs. We've lost connectivity. We've lost connectivity with friends, with people we worship with, with people we work with. And, you know, I love my wife, but boy, being home every day for weeks at a time can sometimes test that love, if you know what I'm talking about. And if you have kids, I know you love them, but I'm also sure there have been days you've been having thoughts like, God loves you and I'm trying, but some days you sure make it difficult. Allow me to take just a moment and share with you some insight I've had over the years as a therapist and minister. There are two basic responses to a crisis. The first and most unhealthiest one is that we constantly look back. We focus on the past. We focused on the pain. We focused on the trauma. We focused on the loss. And what happens is that drives us to a point of distraction, which leads to immobility. As a matter of fact, if you are driving your car today and all you're doing is looking in the rearview mirror, you're going to have a wreck and you may injure yourself or someone else. Now, if you've ever had boys, you know what I'm fixing to tell you here. Warning alert, this might be a little gross. One of the things that seven, eight, nine-year-old boys do is they tend to pick scabs. How do I know this? I was once a little boy. How has that been validated? I have three grandsons. And what would your mother say to you? If you keep picking it, it won't heal. Well, dealing with crisis and trauma is the same thing. You see, we need to acknowledge the crisis or trauma. We need to embrace what it was and how it impacted us. But rather than focusing on it, we need to use it as a reality check to go, okay, this could have been really bad, but I'm getting through it. And so the first response is I get stuck in the trauma or I get stuck in the crisis and I don't move. 
As a matter of fact, one of the things we've seen this past year in a survey, there's an annual survey that the APA releases every year. And in 2020, it was the 2020 Stress in America report. And here's what they found out. There were direct impacts from the COVID-19. Eight in 10 Americans reported significant stress as a result of the pandemic. 77% described themselves with increased symptoms of anxiety and depression. 63% recounted the downturn in the economy had made them very stressed. 49% reported their behavior had been impacted negatively. 20% indicated they had experienced an increase in anger and anxiety. 19% reported worsening mental health. And 17%, no surprise, responded that they had yelled and screamed at loved ones. There's also been a significant increase in anxiety and depression. And there was also a rapid increase up to about 25% of adults taking prescription medication or receiving mental health counseling during this period. So where does that put us? That puts us in a place of a dangerous opportunity. We can either stay stuck in the rearview mirror, we can still stay fixated in the crisis, or we can do what I think is the, the healthiest response, is to see where we've come from, to acknowledge the crisis, but to embrace the future. It will not be like it was two years ago, but we have an opportunity to have a whole new future with a whole new outcome and a whole lot better situation. That's going to be true in your personal lives, your relationships, your business, and hopefully your faith. These are days of opportunity. And I really believe, based on my research and my own personal experience, there are at least four actionable items we can take. I'm a person of faith, so I'd like to just share a couple of scriptures with you. The first one, which has really given me comfort during COVID, is out of the Old Testament book of Micah, chapter 7, verses 8. And this is what it says in the message. But me, I'm not giving up. I'm sticking around to see what God will do. I'm still here, so I guess that's my mission. So what are the four things you can do? Well, number one is concentrate on the future. What's past is past. We need to grieve our losses. We need to acknowledge our losses. We need to help others get through their losses. But we need to concentrate and embrace the future. The Apostle Paul had a great line in the book of Philippians, verses 4 through 13, where he says, But this one thing I do, I forget what is behind and am straining towards what lies ahead. Now, Paul didn't pretend like he didn't have a past. What he did is he made a choice not to stay stuck in it. Every storm is going to pass. And as this one passes, you might notice feelings that might include relief, thankfulness, feelings of personal growth, and enhanced spirituality. And we need to be remindful and reflect on these past several months. And then having reflected on them, we need to take the lessons that we have learned and are learning and boldly begin to move forward. I'm not a golfer but I like watching it occasionally. And recently when I was watching Phil Mickerson win the PGA Championship, I read like so many of you did the tweet he put out about 12 days before, and I love it. And I think this is definitely a mindset we need to have. I failed many times in my life and career. And because of this, I've learned a lot. Instead of feeling defeated countless times, I've used it as fuel to drive me to work harder. So today, join me in accepting our failures. Let's use them to motivate us to work even harder. Man, what a great attitude to have about the future. So why don't we shift into looking at these four actionable items that you can do to move forward in these days ahead. The first actionable item is to concentrate on the future. Secondly, choose to be resilient and optimistic. 
All of us have faced some considerable challenges these past 16 months. And still, you're moving forward. And you're moving forward with the confidence that you can meet the challenges ahead. I love an old quote I heard when I was a young person that said, God plus me is always a majority. And there's that hope that I can be resilient and optimistic because I'm not going to stay where I am. I'm going to move forward. It's always a choice, but I think as we develop our resiliency muscle, as we realize we have what we need to do what we need to do to get where we need to get, and not only that, I believe we have other people and other resources that we can tie into to become more resilient and optimistic. Because as As we strengthen that resilience muscle, we're also enhancing our optimism as we re-enter this exciting post-COVID normal. Number three, be sure to keep your mental, physical, and spiritual health a top priority. Who hasn't felt a little anxious over the past several months? And even as we move away from the severity of the pandemic, you would be completely normal if you have a little bit of fear and apprehension and some anxiety about what's ahead. For remember, remember the first time you went out and had your mask off? Did you feel a little self-conscious? Did you feel a little weird? I know I did, but boy, was it nice to breathe some fresh air. So on a personal level over the past several months, I've really been a lot more intentional about my personal health, my mental and spiritual well-being. On my physical health, I'm walking. I'm walking a lot more now. I'm walking about 35, 38 miles a week. My quiet times and times of mindfulness are more focused and attentive. And physically, I'm just feeling better because I've also lost some weight. So I don't know what you need to do, but let me encourage you, if you haven't been more focused on your personal, mental, and spiritual health, why don't you begin today? No time like the present to start. And the next thing you need to do, number four, is choose to be brave, to have courage, and to move forward with your dreams. I love what Brene Brown says. Her podcasts are wonderful. Her books are great. She says this, you can choose courage or you can choose comfort, but you cannot choose both. I do honestly believe we're moving to some of the most exciting times of of entrepreneurship, unprecedented growth, and opportunities. The pandemic has caused so many changes, and by the way, not all of them have been bad. Teleworking has fundamentally changed how we do business. Because of isolation and all the restrictions of the pandemic, we've been forced to find new ways to do business, be it mom and pop shops, corporate America, and governmental agencies. We are facing a window of opportunity. I believe that, I believe in my heart of hearts that people who are innovative and creative will be heading some of the best years of their life. Let's face the facts. Business and the ways we related to each other have changed forever. Those who are flexible and resilient will do well. Those who are not will be left behind. So as a wrap up today, let me just review once again these four things that you and I need to be doing as we move forward, boldly move forward. First, concentrate on the future. Second, choose to be resilient and optimistic. Number three, be sure you keep your mental, physical, and spiritual health as a top priority. And number four, choose to be brave, to have courage, and to move forward with your dreams. And once again, as Benet Brown said, you can choose courage or you can choose comfort, but you cannot choose both. Hey, my name is John Thurman. Thank you so much for joining me today. You can check me out on my two websites, johntherman.info and johntherman.net. And you might be saying, hey, John, I'd love to talk with you about this. Well, give me a call. 
I do free 20-minute consultations. If you'd like to follow up with that, just call my landline at 505-343-2011. 505-323-2011. Hey, and remember, be brave, make positive choices, and choose to move ahead. Because this is a day that the Lord has made, and I will make a choice to rejoice and be glad in it. God bless. Have a great week. And be sure to join me again next Tuesday for more Resilient Solutions, helping you become more resilient in your personal life, your relationships, your business endeavors, and your family.